Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Get ready to hunt the world and let's get started. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. And we have been outdoors the last few days. Yes, we have. And it has been one cold son of a sucker. Yes, it has. It has been like crazy. Um, I just just came in from outside. It is 16 below zero with 40 mile an hour winds. So I think they said it's supposed to get up to 55 to 60 minus uh, wind chill factor with the wind chill factor. Then what, we're three days out before Christmas? Yeah, we're three days out before Christmas, so it is cold. And uh, we just got back from a – we're actually back early to get this done because this is number going to be number what tomorrow? 143. 143, and we did not want to bring you a repeat episode. <laughs> so literally, we are supposed to be elk hunting right now in New Mexico, and we're not. And we were going to work on it on the way back. We were. We were going to remote in. But we uh, we came back today early. Why did we come back early? Brian? Because we filled out, brother. Yay! Yeah, we we both killed great bulls. Oh, my gosh. Um, I killed a dream bull for me. Oh Your man. bull oh is man. so handsome, yeah. Brian. Yeah. I haven't put it on social media yeah. yet. I saw the photo from the uh, outfitter. <laughs> oh man i'm like dude it's like brad told me earlier this afternoon he said man this is like the perfect deer you could hunt all year all your life and not one yeah like that yeah. yeah perfect elk i'm sorry my bad no it's okay i knew what you meant it, it literally um so it, i'm getting ahead I'm, I'm gonna get ahead of myself but i was walking up this mountain it lived above where the sheep are supposed to live i think this elk did i was like <laughs> what the heck and uh I'm climbing up. I got my trekking poles, and all I see are whales' tails and royals. And it's your bull is bladed, thick, massive. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable. It was an old, old bull. Hmm. Yeah, I was like, well, we'd seen it was so so anyway. So to, well, let's not jump yeah, ahead we'll here back up here because <laughs> it's funny because we should tell the story kind of in order. Yeah. But thanks for joining us today at the Bone Cave, and Merry Christmas to everybody. You're going to get right. this. Uh, Absolutely. And, and we hope that every – because this drops tomorrow, um, which we normally don't do, but like I said, we're, we're out, and so it'll drop tomorrow. So in, w- from everybody here at Rolling Bones Outdoors, all of us to all of you, we hope you have a very blessed and happy holidays and a Merry Christmas this weekend. Um, and we want to thank you personally for making this an unbelievable record-breaking year for our company, whether it be product vertical, whether it be hunts and adventures, application services, um, uh, the rifle department, uh, um, our shooting schools and academies. We had an absolute uh, epic and stellar year, and we are more excited than we've ever been about it. Yep. Yeah, and, well, my uh, mention, you know, growth in the circulation of our paper, also yep. with the growth in the audience on the podcast here. We thank you for that. Yep, the podcast listeners, our newspaper. If you don't get that, um, become a member and you'll get the newspaper. Uh, we got so much feedback on that. As actually, we were in hunting camp this week, and one of the guides, you know, one of the things we don't hear is all of what happens out there when we book these hunts because we've gotten, you know, we've just grown to the uh, a volume size where we don't, it's not as... I guess, you know, we don't hear every little detail anymore. And uh, um, and I miss that. 
but we were sitting there and the guy goes hey man he goes here's one of your clients and uh, um, he was he sent me this picture of your newspaper. He was so happy because he made the uh, uh, what do we call it? Broadsheet. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, having but, uh, home but from the his, hunt. The what's it called? Home from the hunt. Home from the hunt. So he made the home from the hunt page, and he was elated, man. And he, so he sent it to his guide. He goes, dude, look at this. I made the home from the hunt from uh, Rolling Bones, and so I just can't tell you sincerely how much we appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts here. Um, your involvement in our company and what we do makes us who we are. And, and and thank you. Right? Can I tell you a little story? Yes. We I don't mean to interrupt. No, so uh, we just got back from uh, the Big Island. So we're in Kona one day driving south and had lunch at this coffee shop, I guess, on the side of uh, on the mountain. And the lady comes in. She's waiting on us, right? She and her husband had just moved from Montana to Kona, bought some land. We're living off the grid. He hunts. That's what he does. Oh, Wow. And and guess what? what? They knew Rolling Bones. I had my jacket on. He said, Rolling Bones? She said, my husband listens to that podcast. I said, yep. <laughs> you got it, dude. That's you tell him you're the 50th state. Did you tell him who you were? You oh, had, yeah. You I said, I'm bleep. <laughs> I'm bleep. So we got free Kona coffee. Wow. You know That's what's funny is I was just – was I not – did I not just say in camp two days ago they had a they had a New Mexico coffee? And I was like – Dude, I couldn't get enough of it. Brad and I were like sucking it uh, down. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like Hawaii's Kona coffee, but it's never as good when you get it home. And you <laughs> know what I brought you know what it's <laughs> never as good as it is when you're in Hawaii. I you know what else I, I noticed in New Mexico? What's that? People have not been introduced to heavy whipping cream in their coffee. No. Ooh, uh, ooh uh, that is and, so good. And, oh, uh, and uh, oh. yeah. I'm going to get some today because. Uh, <laughs> do, you, I did, do you do that, Brad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do too. I love I, it. I bring. I love well, it. The reason they got introduced is because I always bring a quart with us yeah. to a camp. No and it kidding. goes in the refrigerator yeah. if I can. I put it in a cooler or something. But anyway, All it, right, it was uh, it was a popular hit with That's that kind awesome. of coffee. <laughs> so let's talk about New Mexico and elk hunting. New so, Mexico is an important part of my strategy for elk hunting. And well, I it is mine too. More because I I have I have tons of points in New Mexico. Um, you have as many as everybody else does, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> that, you're, so, you're on so even now, footing. Now I'm on the there's four ways to get rich, and, and mine is work your ass off. And then I could – and I, when I say that, I don't mean I, I'm rich, but people go, I can't afford to go on hunt. That's that's so crap to me. Um, I'm going to talk to you about that later because it. I'm going to tell you why if you're listening to this and say, I could never afford this hunt that you guys are talking about. I'm going to tell you why because I, I thought about it all night last night, okay? I grew up as a as a broke as a joke kid, rural route through, and so did you, Brad. And I mean, and I don't want to be dismissive of our backgrounds because it's made us who we were. But when you were a little kid, did you have a lot of money? No. Okay. No, we were poor. We were poor. And I look at some of these hunts we go on, and I go, God's been favorable to us, yeah. right? We're very blessed. For sure. But at the same time, New Mexico, you don't have to have a million points. Well, you can't have a million points because there's no why? preference points. So Bingo. That's the that's the magic of uh, – actually, there's a lot of wins in New Mexico. Here's the other thing that it does. It's it's a later in the draw cycle because this was where I shot my first elk in 1995. So 1995, you shot your first elk. Down. And I shot my first elk about 50, 40 miles from where I shot – this one in 2022 <laughs> that's pretty cool i wow. shot my first elk in colorado <clears throat> right um well my first bull elk in colorado i shot my first cow in colorado too but and this has been an amazing year for me not to make this about podcast about me but i did kill a my first 
bull, mature bull elk with a bow, archery gear. And now today I sit here and I'm smiling like a Chester cat because I just killed a dream bull of all dream bulls. It's unbelievable. <laughs> just a, it's, it's like the most handsome bull. Oh man! Ever. It's it's bladed. It's chocolate. It's got giant sweeping whale tails. Really unbelievable. The royals are they called royals? Yeah, they sit straight up top of yeah. him, and and they're bladed. And he's just honestly, he's like amazing. Yeah. But I uh, um, and the reason so New Mexico. Let's get back. I, I derailed that. You were going to talk about the strategy, and I like that because um, I think that everybody that listen to this is listening to this podcast should truly consider New Mexico. I've hunted there twice. I've killed I've killed a nice bull and I just killed a great bull in my perspective. Yeah. And uh um I've hunted there twice. Both times almost the same scenario. You know, you have to catch up with elk and find out where they're right. at and, and it's a hunt hunt. It but there's a hunt. Yep. This was this was a, a more more rugged country than I had expected it to be. But it, it ultimately was it was rugged, and that was good for a reason because it was a very very similar hunt to a sheep hunt, where it was high country, um, and and there were well, this was a late season elk hunt. Well, that's what I was saying to youth on the yeah. trip. I'm like, dude, we're hunting these like sheep. Yeah, we're sitting down or glassing up on soft flakes and yeah. slopes on bald knives yep. at eleven twelve thousand feet. Yep. Going, okay, let's hike up and kill one. Yep. And uh, it reminded me of sheep hunting. Very similar. Yeah, I mean, you were you were at high altitude, steep, 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 steep stuff. Um, it was funny because I, I obviously, I think I shot my first elk when I was twenty six, and uh, I told these guys where I where I'd hunted, and they said, "Oh, that's gnarly country, man." <laughs> and I was thinking. I, I didn't remember it being more gnarly than this than stuff that we were in. But at 54, almost 55, um, the, uh, the gravity is still 9.8 meters per second per second. But this, the stuff seems steeper, doesn't it? Well, and just Man. so everybody knows, so some of you are going, holy smokes, this is a late hunt. This was a late hunt. Yeah. And he, he did tell us, he said, you know, if there's snow in the high country, which there traditionally is at this time of year, that these elk will be down and we'll be looking for big, big bulls. And we'll be glassing and shopping. And yep. that's our one. Let's make sure he's in the right place. Go after him. Get him. And take a big mature bull. Seven to nine-year-old bull. That's what we were looking for. Yep. Um, well, there, was no, there was no snow in the high country, man. <laughs> all the snow missed. It all ended up in Spearfish, South Dakota. So guess where we, we had to go? We, the high country. Yeah. <laughs> we right. literally leave town because we were going to work. I was going to work on Wednesday, leave a teeny bit early, and we were going to drive halfway down because it's about nine hours from Spearfish. And we're going to drive, stay in Denver, and then uh, just keep jump up and, and go the rest of the way. It was, well, we got a blizzard, epic, epic snowstorm here. High winds, super cold. We sneak out on the interstate, and we're thinking, this is going to be unbelievable because allegedly the storm's coming from the southwest. Well, it came more from the southeast, and so it totally missed the mountains in New Mexico where we were hunting. But it, I, I tell you what, I think every flake of snow that was supposed to be there landed in Spearfish or Deadwood. Well, right. You guys got out of it early. I mean, early enough you got to we, we, we had to wait. We couldn't leave on Wednesday so, night. No, so we couldn't oh. leave Wednesday. So here's what happened. Thursday I said, Brad, I'm going to pick you up at noon. 
He goes, okay. So I picked him up at noon. We came up here to get a box of shells. You were going to pick me up earlier, and I said, I, I said, I said, I'm not going to be plowed out by right. anybody. And so I go, well, then I'll Ooh. pick you up at noon. And then he goes, oh, no, I should be able to make 11 and blah, blah, blah. So we banter back and forth. We said noon. We, we decide noon. We, I pick him up at noon, and I said, I got to run to the bone cave here. And um, I needed to grab a couple things in a box of shells. We came up here, and there was a path above my head that they had dug out to get to our door. The drift in the back of, uh, epic. Uh, of the bone cave. Plus, there's wow. a, what, what is that, about a 200, 300-yard stretch of road between our roads? Mm -hmm. And we couldn't see. We couldn't even <laughs> we see the road. We were essentially driving blind. And, really? And I was, oh, it then, was. Then we went oh, back down out of my subdevelopment, and, yep. and, and I was literally busting through two-and-a-half-feet drifts that I had just went through 10 minutes yeah. ago that had already drifted back shut. So I'm like, dude, we're going to get out. So then we got on the interstate. And from the office here, jumped on and I looked at Brad. I give him a bump. I go, we are on the interstate and it's still open. We didn't get off the on-ramp to the interstate. <laughs> and the freaking cops had their lights on and the thing went on, interstate closed. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so five yeah. minutes. Go ahead. Yeah. So we're, we're like, we're so happy because, hey, the interstate's open. Because everywhere else in the state, the interstate's pretty much closed. Up until, uh, well, it was actually uh, actually somewhere by Spearfish. So we thought, perfect, we're in the sweet spot. We'll jump on the interstate, blast over there. Well, we didn't. We'll head we, over we through to, Douglas. Yeah, we had, to, we, had to, oh, we, had really? to, we had to bump off the interstate, wow. go back roads. So we took back roads we out. got back Aladdin. roads until we got to oh. Aladdin, Wyoming. And then jump back on the interstate. Back on the interstate. <laughs> and then we got into the Bear Lodge Mountains. You couldn't see from me to you away. Oh, no. You couldn't see three feet. And Br Brian and I are like, giddy teenagers because we're like oh my gosh this is going to be epic down there all these elk are going to come pouring out out in they're so going to dump out into the promised land we're going to be sitting there we're going to see gonna five million elk, elk and it's going to be all bulls and uh, it's going to be this no. romantic thing mm. well fact of the matter is it took us a while we did get out of the weather we went around it we skirted down um we ended up getting down there um and uh then on Friday, right? We got down there on Friday, and our hunt started Saturday morning. And uh, it was – but the problem with them was they didn't get the snow, one, and number two. But they got the cold. They got the subarctic. So it was five, eight, ten below. Wow. Which totally locked down the 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 bull activity that they were yeah. seeing because they were oh, back yeah. in bachelor yeah. herds now, right? right? Yep. So they're back in bachelor herds, and – so what happened was it it we didn't they were like we were going to glass and we just couldn't find we couldn't turn up bulls first night um I was with Brian Johnson and we turned up some rutten bulls right at dark right and, right and he couldn't we just couldn't get a shot because that, and that bull was probably fifty inches wide it was a big bull too it was a big bull and he was out in a park he was in he a was park. out in a park rutting in late December. Which which was crazy, <laughs> really? Is yeah. that right? How cool is that? Huh? And, and, and there, th we had, we had we had a couple. Uh, well, it was oh, weird. in the in the four days we were there. Well, well, actually, we filled on our third day. Yeah. Um. But there was some. There was a. There was that rutting bull. There was a bunch of satellites following him around. He was pushing them off, as as I believe you said. Yeah. And and there was a couple of bugles while we were down there, even <laughs> up in there. So it was super cool. Uh, what a blast for a December elk hunt. We came across going out in there though. We came across a lion track. I put my Kenetrek tap my toe down next to it, and the lion track was probably an inch and a half wider than my Kenetrek. Wow! 
And we got on, and we got oh. on these bulls, and they were feeding out or this 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 uh, herd of cows and this bull, and there was probably there was well there was five bulls in total in that um, herd, and they were coming out to us, and then all of a sudden, and we were right there. We needed them to feed across this little berm, and then they would have spread out a little bit, and we would have we would have nailed that bull. We would have got a bull first night. Problem was, all of a sudden the bulls went on the cows went on high alert. And they looked back and looked back, and then one pounced and stomped its feet and mewed and went back, and, and then they stood there locked up for all the cow, the cows did for probably 30 minutes, and we were just a standoff with them. And it wasn't us. It was the lion that was over there. Mm. And then the herd ran off. So that was – so the first night started really good, right. um, and it was uh, – we were on. The first morning started good. We hiked to the top of that mountain. My lungs jumped out right. and ran back down to the cabin. And said, don't do this to me anymore because I was not in shape. Well, mm-hmm. well our, our year transitions. You know, we start out, we, we're ready for these big mountain hunts. And then as the year goes by, we, we get a little more sedentary and we eat a little more Thanksgiving meals and put on a yeah, few Yeah, thanks LBs. to Jim Bonanno because oh my right gosh, now right? we're munching on the sour cream coffee cake um, from uh, uh, Zingerman's. Bakehouse. So thank you, Jim Bonanno. Yeah, yeah. We love you. He brother. does the he gives the best gifts. He does oh. give the best gifts. You should see the booze he brings in too, man. Um I'm ha- I'm having a bottle yeah. of his wine. He is like the best. I love Jimmy. Jim Bonanno. So but getting to the top of the mountain, not loving it as much. But, but, oh. Well, you know, we're at we're at forty five hundred feet where we live and we were we were camped at ninety eight hundred mm. feet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we you know it took it, it, there's a little bit of ac- acclimatization to that, and and uh, it was some burning lungs, and it was cold air. I mean, uh, it was yeah. it was 15 below zero. That yeah, 15, 15 below 20 zero. below the zero. Bulls weren't moving like oh. they had been. They weren't where they were supposed to be. So it, for the first you know morning hunt, evening hunt, morning hunt, evening hunt, that first two days, we were zigging, they were zagging, as Aaron would say, and um, we knew that we needed to catch up to him but it wasn't uh um it wasn't until uh it wasn't until the third day we started really catching up to where the bulls were and they were settling into a new i guess routine from the cold weather and then then we started seeing bulls on their feet that morning um of day three and that's that's when that's when when i spotted a bull on a south-facing slope about 805 yards exactly away. And then there was 10 bulls in that herd strung along all the way up the mountain to the top. And But they were still up high, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they were high. Yeah. But it was – but the cool thing is with New Mexico is that the tags are available and you don't have to have a million points, so that makes it good for me. It, it, well, it makes it good for a lot of people, Brian. Uh, so New Mexico is a neat state in many aspects. For one thing, y- y- what's Wyoming, a uh, special elk tag is 1380 bucks or whatever it is right now. But it's like 1300 bucks. Plus you get hit with credit card fees. Plus you get hit with, I mean, by the time uh, it's expensive to apply. But it, uh, obviously it's great. But uh, a tag in New Mexico is what, 550 the elk tag for yeah, a, I, for an either sex elk I don't tag. I think it was much. And, and they they have seven hundred. I think the they, they have two different. They do the same thing. They do a similar thing, to pay, based upon the how premium the area is. They have a a high demand elk license, and that that's more expensive. But even that one is less expensive than uh, it's like seven seventy three, and I think that's 
about what uh, the cheap Wyoming license is. You know, Montana's got an expensive elk tag. Don't have to. You don't have to spend fifty bucks for a point. No, you don't. You don't get to build those. But I mean, the way preference points and bonus points are going, those are kind of a joke anyway. Almost. I mean, if you don't, if you're not stacked up, it's it's just getting harder and harder to draw in places. But it's a little later in the application season. You buy yourself a hunting license and put in for the put in for the draw. There's so many good places to hunt in New Mexico. Um, you know, well, we, they got the famous places: the yeah. Via Vidal, the Navajo Nation, the Vermejo Park, the Gila. The Gila. You know, those are the famous. But there's a lot of other places yep. that have great bulls that never get mentioned that need to be mentioned, and and people can go hunting. You know, and because Vermejo Park is a no, Via, the Via Vidal is the draw. Once in a lifetime, right? What's a once in a lifetime? And yeah. Scott Palmer drew, you said. Yeah, his first time he ever applied, he and his brother both drew, both went in, both shot elk. But it's like a point zero 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 one chance of drawing, right? It's wow. just impossible. Yeah, but I, somebody's going to draw. I've applied for 20 years, never drew, drawn it, and I actually have quit applying for that area. Not anymore. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what what I'll keep applying for, but I, I mean, I've been applying for the Gila. Um, I used to buy t- uh, raffle tickets for the Via Caldera. Um, I mean, there's just so many good places to hunt in New Mexico, um, and so many opportunities. I mean, geez, they have giant antelope too. I mean, we've seen our biggest antelope ever in New Mexico. So, um, lots of opportunities in New Mexico, and and it should be it should be in your hunt plans because if you ever they also break that up into uh, um, non-outfitted and outfitted hunts. So they split that pool. So if a guy, you know, depending upon how he wants to go, if he wants to go unguided or guided, you know, you can jump into that pool. So they differentiate those for you. So that's pretty cool. You have a better chance in one or the other? Uh, not necessarily. You always have to look at that stuff. Like in Wyoming, a lot of times the cheaper license has a worse draw. Not a lot of times, but you got you got to know what you're doing because sometimes the like Wyoming, in theory, they have their special tag, which is their ex- expensive their one. super super stupid expensive one. Um, it's supposed to. Yeah, how much is that one? Oh, it's right like now. Thirteen hundred bucks, isn't it? Thirteen, roughly thirteen. Yeah, thirteen hundred I mean. bucks. So, and and they hit your credit card and hold it. They hit your credit card and hold it for like five. Well, you actually, yeah, they which put, they're not supposed to be able to do. They five, put in five you, months. Five you, months. January is the application period. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Wow. And and they don't draw until like June-ish, You know, uh, now they've changed that in the last couple of years. So they sit on your money for six months. It's crazy. Plus, they hit you for a uh, uh, two and a half percent credit card mm-hmm. fee the or fee, something. Yep. Yep. I know on the on the uh, you know on the go around the sheep and the moose tags you know that stuff adds up because they ding your credit card for that you got a processing fee um you have a, a 50 dollar bonus point for elk in wyoming 150 for sheep and and moose so it's nice you one bad thing about you you in new mexico you have to buy a license you have to buy a hunting license mm-hmm. that most people will never use then so that's a, that's you know that's I guess you're gonna. But how much? Gonna, how much was our hunting license? Yeah, what was? I it? don't remember. It, it, the, I don't think it's that expensive. Is it that expensive? No. But let me a, ask you this: You're talking New Mexico, right? Yep. So you have to buy New Mexico if you're going to apply in the special uh, limited draw units. Or you have, unlimited, you have to buy. You, you have to buy a hunting to buy license, just get, like Utah. 
You have to buy a I don't think it was that expensive, though. No, it's This not. is where we should have Sophie sitting yeah. here. Um, I'll, I'll actually look it up. But the fact of the matter is um, you got a lot of areas because the Gila is public too, right? The Gila is all public. The Gila is all public. Yep. Uh, the Hickory is not. The Hickory is an Indian reservation. It's that's Indian. got, but but you can apply for tags. That you know that's a little different because it, that's but private. It's th- that's still in yeah. New Mexico. Oh yeah. I mean, and they got giant. Well, giant they have deer. they have really nice bull elk, but yeah. they have giant deer, giant mule deer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the Hickory. I mean, there's a whole bunch of good Indian tribe uh, hunts available, um, and you know that they, they do a good job for the most part managing their. Their herds because it's a it's an important resource for them and and there's a lot of history obviously and 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 they love all that stuff. You know what else was super neat in New Mexico? Crazy thing we saw all kinds of buffalo, wild buffalo, <laughs> yeah. roaming around. No kidding. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, actually really? it was really cool. Yeah, it was there was what we were bumping into wild buffalo everywhere, and they were and you would think they would be down in the basins. They were on top oh, of some of these right, mountains. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And we also saw a, star, a Starla, a Starla, a star, Starling J, a Starla J. Is it Starla? Starling um, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, so they're really they're cool. super rare, and they're the coolest looking bird. You should go look them up. Um, but they they were absolutely as cool as they come, man. Mm. Um, wow. um, as cool as they come. So anyway, I think. Uh, but but once you buy that hunting license, getting back to that, you know, depends on if you if you're interested in being a sheep hunter. They have desert sheep. I apply for desert sheep up there. They have bighorn sheep, and you can apply for five choices. So now, obviously, I'm a horrible tag drawer, and it's not. But still, once you buy the, you know, sometimes hyperbolizations are like the same as bull. Well, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, uh, I'm a terrible tag drawer. So I was just actually writing this down. So I'm glad you mentioned it. In 2020, pandemic year. Um, scamier of all scamiers, federal government scamier. Um, 2020, uh, hashtag 393. Um, what were the odds of drawing that bull? That, that was unbelievably <laughs> well, rare. You know, unbelievably rare. Okay, but who drew that? Yeah, I, who drew I that? did. Okay. I, yeah, that was And that then was, and I was you killed there. a 400-inch bull, essentially. <laughs> yeah, Is that right? Did, okay, yeah. just checking. 2021, you didn't have anything in your elk plan, so you didn't draw. 2022, you just went to New Mexico and yep. you 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 bought an, a um, landowner. So voucher. I bought a landowner. And what'd you here. kill a three fifty plus? Oh, in oh, two thousand twenty two. Yeah. And then next year on the way home, I heard you talking to outfitters on the way down on the way home, and you're in a very unbelievable. I think you've been accepted on a private ranch in a limited draw unit that has four hundred to four hundred thirty inch bulls. Is that right? Uh, oh, prob- man. probably is. is and are you putting a deposit down on that? On oh yeah, yeah. And do you, what are the odds of you drawing that? Pretty doggone. Yeah, like ninety yeah, percent. Okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. You just, you no, just told no, our whole audience you <laughs> lied to them. No, I didn't <laughs> lie. No, you did. You did. You said, and I'm a terrible. Uh, okay, hyperbolization, bullshit. Now, and, and now these have all been. These are all set up though all, from uh, years of planning. I and, totally and finally, understand. Finally, there's a payday. That's. That's nice. Um, don't don't begrudge me that, man. I'm not begrudging you. Come on, actually, I'm jealous Joe, as hell. Brother, so, so, yeah, that's right. That's so, what it is. I'm actually jealous as hell. No, but I'm just telling no, you because I don't have all those points. But, but, but Pucky, you, you're setting yourself up too I, because I, I am doing because better. We talked about in the following year we're going to have enough points to draw that Montana permit. We should draw that Montana permit. If it's not next year or in 24, it'll be in 25. We have, we're going to be hunting giant bulls. 
So that's the strategy. Yeah, that this we've elk thing's getting pretty cool to me. I was never a big elk guy until now. Now I'm like, wow. yeah, I'm a trophy elk hunter. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm so teasing. No, here's, I told those guys when I got there, I'll shoot the smaller bull. I yeah. don't care. And then I was very fortunate. You know, it just yeah. it was somewhat luck of the draw. Yeah. You know, he was where I was. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what it always is. I mean, yeah. it's, it, you shot your bull is so handsome. I mean, just big heavy, dark horns. He is proportionately perfect. Hmm. I mean, it's really amazing. You'll, you could, you could hunt the rest of your life and, never and not see kill a, a bull, a, that. a prettier bull than that one. So Brad, you also killed too. I did. So yeah, well that's, that, yeah, I was alluding to that. So then I kill. And so, so, so we spot these bulls and the one bull that I originally spotted had his head in a pinion tree or behind one. And then, and then I said, okay, we got some bulls over here. And then our guide, my guide, was looking with me. And he's like, okay, there's some above it. And we were looking. I look back down. I go, holy smokes. That one is a giant frame bull. He stuck his head, and he was walking away. at the When I saw him, he turned, and he was looking away. So they always look bigger. But he had beams to hell, man, and black horns. And I was like, or antlers. And I was like, holy shit, he looks big. And he goes, give me that spotting scope. He threw the spotting scope on. He goes, he goes, that's a 340-plus bull for sure. He goes, you want to look at him? I go, hell no. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go. Right. And so we just took off. And anyway, we, we put a stalk on him, got him at 451 yards. And I was shooting a six Creedmoor, which I didn't want to tell anybody because people would poo-poo on the six Creedmoor, right? Especially a guy that used to do the podcast that doesn't know much about much. Um, he uh, um, six Creedmoor, um, and I put I high shoulder that sucker. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my gosh! Your and your guide was sixty-one years old. Amazing man hikes those mountains like they're little foothills. Wow! And has oh, wow. seen. I bet he has seen thousands of elk go down, or at least I, I can't even imagine how many, because he's a stud. Hmm. And he, all he could talk about, oh my gosh, you should have seen that thing. His nose hit the dirt before he even knew he was dead. It was just like, not only did you shut the <laughs> light switch off, you ripped the rugs out from under. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. He said, I've seen one elk go down like that. And it, what was that one from? I don't remember. A what twenty-five out six. A twenty. Oh yes, oh, yeah. Twenty-five out six. Shooting almost the exact same bullet as you wow. shot with your six Creedmoor. He goes, I don't get it. He goes, everybody shows up with a three hundred. Now they're going to three thirty-eight. He goes, blah blah blah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he yeah. was so excited. He was excited, but that that you got that, him sold. That that bull <laughs> oh hit gosh. the dirt, man. Anyway, he was on the steep, 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 and then he started flipping down the mountain. And uh, he looked like it, your ram in Russia. Yeah, just wow. Oh man, I remember seeing the video of that. Yeah, uh -huh. and and he anyway he got caught up some pinions, but then we climbed up there to get him, and he was uh, oh boy was uh, was I happy with him? I was like holy, it's, I knew he was a good bull, but it, the mass he had on him too was just crazy. So I come I come to help, and I grab I grab Brian's uh, his. Uh, pack because because he left the i did i left my truck actually i left my pack up on the other side of the mountain yeah so and then we went down the bottom uh, and he's like did you bring your pack i said i thought you said don't bring my pack and he's like how are we gonna get this damn thing off the mountain and i go uh yeah so then they radioed those guys and said hey when you come in grab brian's pack from on the other side of the mountain oh, it's wow. sitting right here and it's so, so so we yeah. tied the pack to my pack and we're oh, crunching wow. up there i mean it is steep oh. steep steep and I'm walking up, and 
boom, all I see are chocolate giant horns. I was like screaming. Wow. So it was unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, so that was on the morning of day three. I mean, day three, things started to turn for us. Um, but congratulations on an unbelievable elk, Brian. You'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was. Abs- I feel so blessed. And and so here's what I was thinking last night. And then we're gonna go to your bull because you killed yours that evening. Um, right. And uh, um, and then we'll tell what a see. He's just such. Oh man, wait till I tell you the story that he did with his. But anyway, um, I was thinking about this last night. Okay. Because I knew we were going to do this podcast today. If I'm listening to this podcast and I'm in Rural Route 3, Waverly, Iowa, and I go, how am I, how, I'm thinking right now when I'm listening to this. I'm going, okay. And I'm working at Do It Enterprises in, in the foundry, pouring aluminum molds, um, making whatever, know, whatever, 20 bucks an hour, 22 bucks an hour, making 40, 50 grand a year. This is not an insurmountable opportunity if you plan and for so it. And so I'm you, sitting yeah. here, and the first thing I'm thinking is, what's this cost? And so if I say this hunts 11,500, people go, oh, yeah, right. That's that's way out of my league, okay? Could be. Could be if that's what you want it to be. But the fact of the matter is is that, okay, and I'm not – I just want you to don't quit listening quite yet, okay? Just think through this. Let's say you wanted to go hunt this in 2025. It's 2023 in a few days two years from right now you want to go in december you want to have a high probability of big bull you're going to do a one and done hunt okay so you say say i put two grand down on this hunt okay now what do i have left i have 9500 left right you 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 go i don't know go work at the op at night go work on weekends don't go to the bar start saving your money start putting four or five hundred bucks a month towards this thing we can get it through your time booked. We can save your date. All of a sudden, you get on this hunt. Or, or you buy don't. a 553. Well, this or, this, or, or, this or, would be a $775 tag. Okay, but, but, go but hold on. go stomp around in the public. So you go to Colorado. Well, that's, oh, a, that's oh, a big difference. No, I, But wait, <laughs> because that's, that's what everybody of my buddies did back in Iowa. Mm-hmm. They go to Colorado. So now here's what you do. You buy a $1,000 tag in Colorado. Okay, you go out there and you spend three thousand dollars the next three years in a row on a hiking trip. So let's just do the math. Three times three is nine thousand, right? Plus the tags. Wow, you're all in eleven thousand five hundred bucks, and you haven't come home with an elk, and you were never put yourself in a place to kill a giant trophy animal. Well, the big difference for sure is. Do you see what I'm saying? The maturity yep. of the animal. People can afford this. It's just getting organized to yeah. do it. Yeah, you got to get organized because get a hunt plan. Well, get and having plan. somebody to keep you on track. Yes. To get to that point. But that's the other beauty about New Mexico, is well, there and there's a beauty behind Colorado too because if you want to hunt, I've done Colorado when I just can't draw anything else. I'll go. I used to go to Colorado for my archery elk hunt. And you can you can just get a tag. So there's there's value in that, but everybody can be applying. Sixty five bucks. I was thinking, yeah. Sixty five bucks is a non uh, non resident um, hunting license. Is sixty five bucks in the state of Mi- uh, uh, New Mexico to throw in for these some of these draws. And then you just put in for everything. Put in for oranx. Put in for you know Desert. deer. 
Put in, well, you for sure putting in for desert. Now, th- there is a disadvantage. The other bad thing about New Mexico, depending upon your perspective, it's good and it's bad. But they ding your card up front. Hmm. But it's only for about six weeks, six, eight weeks, and you get your money back. Almost all of it. Yeah, if if you don't, if you don't draw, draw. it's not right. like but Wyoming it, where, where they, they, they hold it for six, six months. months. Yeah, and, and just, you're sitting on. Yeah. It, so you apply for four species in Wyoming. Say the big three or four, you're sitting on six, seven, eight thousand dollars in um, tags. So right. going back to this Montana or this New Mexico hunt, rather, this was to a new a new outfitter for us, right? Yeah, so actually, and is it, this is in the catalog. Yes, yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. It's gonna be our sponsored hunt this week. Um, but and uh, the good news is is that it is in our catalog, and um, I I don't know if it's new because it's not like new new. You it's know what I'm it, it's not a new hunt, but it's I would say under new management. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's 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 new to us in the fact that. We've been booking for them a little over a year now. Okay. All right. And this is the first experience. First this is the first time had. we've vetted them. Mm-hmm. With, right. Of with, course. Without an in-camp involvement. Yeah. Um, and so they went through our entire procedure, which, you know, um, uh, giving us that many references is not always easy because they yeah. need a positive reference. They need a negative reference. They need also inside um, industry references. And these guys are newer because um, they took over an old – outfitting business mm-hmm. and um I, we've had an amazing success with them our clients have had an amazing time and we're on a very high percentage book back ratio which usually tells you yep. a lot and uh they're really yeah. good and, and brian going back to your plan you know we were talking about the hunter expedition layway plan when you were saying put a little bit each month Help, away right yeah okay expedition layway so plan. if you decide to do that in january of 23 put two grand down is that price locked in through 2025? Yep, 100%. Well, I shouldn't say 100%. Within, yeah. So th- we, we have a, a margin of error in, in our agreement with everybody that there could be a 10 to 12% increase depending on what the outfitter asks for based on circumstances. You know what I'm saying? But traditionally what we see is um, is if you book it in that, it's, it's an honorable price. It's you're not going to get um, where you run into that a lot of times where they up it and we can't really hold it is uh, British Alaska, Columbia, Yukon, yeah, Northwest right, Territories, say, yeah. Alaska. I mean, some exactly. of that, some of those places, too. It's hard because they don't know their operating costs. I mean, crepes all Friday, you get the mm, Biden gas yeah, tax. True. I mean, you might have, you know, up there it might the be eight dollar an hour. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean by Biden guys. Text. I, I um, he's a charming, wonderful president. He's a charming grandpa, um, Uncle Joe. Huh? Anyway, um, getting back, I don't know how we got distracted there. Is that your imitation of Hunter? No, no. it's him. Well, that, that, that could too. be my imitation. That was of his Hunter imitation too. of him sniffing uh, little kids. Yeah, that was my imitation. Yeah, of the, the hair sniffing out way. <laughs> Actually, both of them. The one went from hair to oh, yeah. anyway. Hair, uh, hair to heroin. So, <laughs> oh, I'm looking for this damn. What are you looking for? No, nothing. Uh, so, just keep talking. But anyway, um, there's a lot of stuff. You know, there's uh, great elk, unbelievable uh, antelope. If you want to do that, you know that's I haven't done that yet. They have Audat there, which is a really fun neat hunt. Havelina, you know, in my opinion, that's a rat, but that's kind of like calling a turkey big game, right? Mm. Um, Ibex, what? I mean, it's true, right? 
Um, a big old rat that they charge a bunch for. But if, if a guy wants one. Um, so a lot of opportunity in New Mexico. Usually when I put in, I put in. It depends on the year. If I'm constrained by uh, time and I won't and I know I be really hard for me to draw a tag, I might skip New Mexico. But uh, and I usually put in for really hard draws. You know, I'll do a, a lot in the Gila. I try to get the Gila. The Gila is a neat place. That's in southern New Mexico um, on the Arizona border. Um, so anyway, that's how yeah. I think a, peop- a person yeah. should consider incorporating New Mexico into their hunt plan. Um, maybe you don't do it every year. And, and the, the only hiccup is, is you've got to have room on your credit card because you're not going to draw all of them. It's just not going to happen. Um, but if you drew one, what if, what if you drew the Ibex, how cool would that be? Cause you can't shoot an Ibex in Nebraska. You can't shoot an Ibex in Florida. Can't shoot an Ibex. I mean, you can shoot an Ibex in New Mexico. That's cool. I think that's really cool. So I put in for that. Um, you know, the Oryx, I think that'd be fun and cool. You know, you could do something like that in Texas, I suppose. But I mean, there's just, it, there's some neat stuff that they have that nobody else has. And, uh, and you're all on even footing. So you're not fighting with uh, a guy who's been putting in for yeah. elk tags yeah. all over for 30 years. So, so here's where you're at. The private, this is a private land ranch, by the way. Uh, everybody that you go into, today's episode is brought to you by the New Mexico Rifle Elk Hunt. Okay, And this is a private land ranch in northern New Mexico with guaranteed tags. It's five days. Okay, includes account, all account lodging and accommodations, which I don't know if I would call them five-star, but it all depends on what you're used to. If you're staying at the Hampton and you call that five-star, you'd call this six-star because this is really, really nice accommodations. Um, I would give it five-star, not five-diamond. It's not the Ritz. Not four it's seasons. Not, it's not the four seasons. It's not the St. Regis and Aspen or on Maui. Um, but it really is, nice, really it, comfortable, really homey. Hundred percent. Um, you've got TV. Hundred uh, percent. When you go back at night, you know, cable, you, cable, you got, uh, uh, phone service. Phone, you, uh, you got Wi-Fi. everything. Yeah. So it includes lo- lodging and accommodation, um, menu and food is full kitchen. Okay, and I would say um, it is fantastic meals. They have a chef. They prepare. A, you don't have breakfast in the morning. You have snacks because you're leaving at 4, 4.30 in yeah. the morning. And you grab snacks and coffee, and you're up and out. But when you come back from the hunt, you have a big, big, hearty breakfast. And then then you eat snacks in the afternoon while you're out hunting. When you come back at night, hearty, hearty, great big chef-prepared meals, in which they were all fantastic. Um, physical condition we're going to change that. It says moderate to heavy hiking. We're going to move it to heavy hiking yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's a physical. Because if you go there expecting hunt. a low hunt because they've been moved down and they're not, you are going to be greatly disappointed because if you're not in some type of shape and have never mountain hunted, it is a mountain and hunt. And that's not the shape of a pair. No. no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just doesn't work that way. So, um, But the lodging accommodations is super nice. Um, menu and food. I talked about that physical condition. We talked about that. So, uh, it is hunt number. Let me get to it here. And, uh, excuse me. Um, RB two zero two, two, six dash zero two RB two zero two, two, six dash zero two Rocky mountain elk hunt. 
New Mexico, and you can sort them by all three of those. If you're familiar with our adventure catalog, you can click the drop downs and sort by it. You will have pictures there, and I'm just looking at the media we have on there. Um, Brad and I's bulls aren't on there, but the bulls you are seeing, mm, I would say 35% of those pictures are from this year, and they are the elk from our clients. So um, it's it's pretty crazy. Amazing elk hunting, amazing archery elk hunting. Um, that's hard hard to get into because that's um, fairly booked up already. I think it's like this coming year is totally booked, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you know what? We actually have the elk something. booked for almost two years. Yeah, this is still something. And we have other, you know, we have other hunts, uh, really good hunts. Like, you know, so if this – you know, this is one to consider. Yeah, this isn't but, the only elk yeah. hunt we have. We're just doing a, yeah. a, a podcast on the one we just got back right. from. And if you're looking for, because here's the deal, we got less expensive hunts in Wyoming if you have points. And we have less expensive hunts in Montana if you have points. And we have less expensive hunts in Colorado if you have points. But if you don't have points and you want to do a mature yeah. bull and you don't want to chase small bulls, then this is a viable option. And from my perspective, this outfitter is on our premier outfitter plan, so he lets us book three years out. He's involved with the help, the hunt expedition layaway plan. He understands it, and his objective is to take people hunting, not just rich dudes. Right. Yeah. He made that clear three or four times because this hunt around that same area is fourteen to 15000 bucks. Wow. Um, you, wow. You know what? And the country is cool. The people are really good people. We're considering – uh, doing a branch of our shooting school, a high mountain shooting school there too, if we could uh, figure out how to do that because the country is so cool. Really, really steep stuff. Um, stuff that you, it's hard to find um, in, it, you know, where you can shoot and get around and have nice accommodations. So really good people. I really liked, uh, I like the whole family. There are, you know, I mean, Crepes All Friday, a lot of relations in there. Yeah, and I, I suppose maybe this is another podcast subject but i mean you're talking about high altitude ballistics are a little different high, high angle uh, did i say altitude uh, well it's no high, you said high angle altitude, but alti- maybe you high did altitude, say altitude high angle but that's a good question yes the um the ballistics are different and there's a way to compensate for it and that's one of the reasons we would like to do that yeah. is because we could you can explore that and have a hands-on application to what the elevation yeah. does for you well it's yeah. funny because we were considering on our shots that we were taking um the effect because you know we're running a a bdc tour which is really nice but we're at we, we were basically at ten thousand feet or higher ours are cut for four thousand feet which gives you a wide range but it's pretty neat because we had a lot of overlap be- between the temperature and the altitude there was a lot of compensation that that even things out for us because it was cold it was it, oh, it was just flat and, and that's denser air isn't it well, yeah. So the, you got to factor all that stuff yeah. in. So anyway, that's a that's a whole different conversation. Yep, yep, yep. But, but uh, anyway, a really well, neat place. Really neat. I want to hear about day the rest of day three, Brad. Oh yeah. So I'll start that. So day three. So we get the, we get my bull out, which I really appreciate. Brad come over and help, and um and Brian Johnson was with us, and it was it was special. Um and and sometimes getting a bull off a mountain, it's a lot of work, but there's a fraternity in helping each other because you owe that beast such a um, high level of respect for getting that old, living there that long. And then um, you were able to take it. 
this bull that I shot was completely rutted down like crazy. By the way, it was it was it was looking on death's hell's door. You know, I don't know how old it was, but it, it, it'd be neat to find out because your teeth were really worn down. I right. would say I'd say you had a millimeter and a half of wow. anterior teeth. It's like ten or twelve. I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah. But so then, so then we get him off the mountain. We go back, and uh, um, I go out with Brian Johnson that night to help spot for him and look for him. And then Brad comes in, goes out, and uh, so we get back, and we'd ripped out the tenderloin fillets uh, or the tenderloins whole on my bowl. I had peeled them out, and the chef goes, "Oh man, I'm gonna get those on ice, get the body heat out of them." And he goes, "I'm gonna get them on ice and completely trim them out." And we're going to make fajitas tonight out of that because we're having fajitas. And he put those in a fajita marinade anyway. So we go out there hunting, and everybody's usually texting everybody on what happens. Well, we're all back except for Brad and, and uh, um, his guide. And we're like, well, that you know maybe they're just out further than everybody else. So we, we're not going to wait for Brad because that he would never wait for us. Um, so we just all start eating, and Brad comes in, and we we're like, you know, you're in camp, so everybody's in tips. How'd your night go? We hadn't had a chance to ask Brad. And we go, how'd your night go? And he goes, uh, um, Chris goes, ah, oh, not bad. Brad goes, ah, oh, yeah, not bad. And, well, did you see any bulls? Oh, yeah, yeah. Any good ones? Yeah, big one. Uh, did you uh, um, get him? No, 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 missed. And I'm like, missed? <laughs> how far? 450 yards. I go, what? You you missed it for now? Now, hey, we've all missed. Yeah. I've seen Brad miss at four hundred fifty yards. I've missed. We all miss. So I'm like, I'm like, that's weird. So I said, what the hell, Brad? Was it terrible wind? But it wasn't that windy out that night. I'm like, just really steep angle. Something hit. Bad shot. Couldn't get on him. No, no, just missed. So we're all like, oh, that's weird. So we're like, how big was he? Where was the bull you saw? And they were going down this diatribe of bullshit. And then I, I'm sitting next to Brad, and I go, so, brother, I mean, what happened? Four, 400, 440 yards, what was the deal? I said, were you not square on him? No, I square on him. I said, so did you miss high, low, left, right? And he goes, no, I shot the bullet, and, uh, um, uh, boy, I just saw it smoke him. And I'm like – well, then how'd you miss? So I, so I go, so then I go, oh, so you got a wounded bull on the mountain. He goes, no, no. I go, well, then what happened after you smoked him if he's not wounded? He goes, well, then I shot again. And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, I hit him again. And I go, what the? F-? I go, I, I, th- this is making no sense to me, Dana. I mean, <laughs> what, did you miss? Did you not miss? Is he wounded? Is he not wounded? Did you? What the hell is this story you're telling me? Because it's just him and I now at dinner, yeah. and everybody's <laughs> listening in. And he goes, oh, hell no, he's in the back of the truck. And we're like, you mother. And we jump up, and I run out the door. We all run out the door and look, and here's this 345, 350 bull sitting there, sticking out there. He's got he's got 24-inch thirds. He's got a split front on the one side. He's just a, just a toad, man. 
great mass all the way back, 50-inch beams, and this asshole um, says he missed and my, has everybody in camp left. My on. guide, want, I don't know what he, he wants. Oh, yeah, let's you, tell, you sure had like, to be oh, talked into that, didn't you? I, I was like, you know what, we got, we're getting home really late. We got blood all over us, man. <laughs> but but that could have came. I didn't even think anything of it Well, because you were with us that day. Well, his uncle was looking, and he, got, and he was shaking his head. I, he was like. I saw blood on you, brother. <laughs> he goes, I knew this. I knew I smelled fish on this deal. Oh. So, but uh, so anyway, yeah. He wanted he wanted to string string us out. He wanted to string everybody out. He wanted to. So anyway, I went with it. But yeah, so yeah. so both of us killed great bulls yeah. on day. Actually, they're here. Um, uh, yeah, um, to, yeah, we're gonna pull them out because uh, uh, um, uh, Matt's coming up to grab them. Um, and get the capes um, going, and so, wow. um, nice. So That's yeah, sweet. so it was it wow. was amazing. And then Brandon killed this morning. So then we get, so then we left um, because we knew the storm was coming in today around two. And if I was going to be gone again in another storm, my wife was going to be like, you know, Lindley was going to be like, yeah, why don't you <laughs> just stay in New Mexico, which you probably could have done pretty easily. I like the country. Well, it's funny because my wife, as I'm leaving town, Susie goes to me. She goes, I wonder what it will be. And I said, what, sweetheart? And she goes, I just wonder what it's going to be. And I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, well... Every time you leave, something breaks, something quits working, something. I, I'm just wondering what it is. And so I'm like, and, and she does have a point. We do have some weird stuff happen. Oh, um, it seems like every year when I'm gone <laughs> at least once. So anyway, somewhere in the middle of this, it's just bitter cold in Spearfish. I mean, it's just colder than I ever remember it. Uh, and Brian says, oh, I talked to Lindley, our heat's out. Oh no! So, so the Mayman house, the Mayman house, the heat goes down, and uh, oh. I call Susie, and I said, "Hey, hun," I said, "I figured out what it was," and she goes, "What?" I said, "I figured out what it was." She goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." You said, "I said when I left, you wondered what it was going to be, and that was what goes yeah. out, what quits working," and I said, "I know what it is," and she goes, "No, everything's okay," and I go, "No." Brian and Lindley's <laughs> heater died. It's their house. What's that <laughs> called? Not a jinx. What's a bug called? It's a uh, um, a curse. I don't uh, know. Yeah, a virus. A virus? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, it jumped over to my house. Ooh. So, um, so yeah. and Susie's like, because there's no part of this. 15, yeah. I think it was yeah. 16 below when you came in, right? Oh, yeah, that's cool. stinking cold for us. Lindley's like, like oh, it's, down no. fi- it's down to 58 degrees in our house. I'm like, oh, she, yeah. she's yeah. like, does she need space heaters? I got space heaters. Uh, you know, oh oh man. my gosh. So anyway, so anyway, that's wow. so that was day three, and then uh, um, and then we jumped in the truck yesterday to get home. Then last night, um, well then Brandon actually, Brandon saw a giant bull. Um, but couldn't close the gap. He got the only closer they got was thirteen hundred. But that at eight, he was an eight by six, probably really nice, really three seventy three eighty bull. Same camp. Yep, three eighty three seventy three eighty type bull. Wow. And um and then today was his last day, and he probably killed a three thirty bull. Yep. Um, we saw four mature, really good solid bulls while we were there. Yeah. You know, in four in five days. Yeah, really? that's that's like a win, man. Three sixty class. Yeah, well, probably three twenty or above. Oh, I see. You know, because my bull was with a three twenty bull. 
Um, yes, yeah, so five. And um, you, your bull's going to go three fifty plus. Mine's right. going to go mm. three fifty plus. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, they're yeah. big bulls. They're big bulls, and then, um, and then, you know, Brandon's today. I'd say three thirty bull. That three twenty to three thirty bull, and uh, um, and now the one that uh, that Brian had a shot. That, or we didn't really have a shot at him, but we were on. You him had at an encounter. Yeah, not we, every encounter ends up in a shot. Even even, even with, with the, even with the boomstick, man. Right, and so that bull was fifty inches wide, and if you had a match, he'd have been a three forty class bull. But he didn't match. He came back. He started as like a six-point. His beam went back, and then about two-thirds back, it split. And it had a it had a wannabe royal and then a drop, and it was just this goofy thing. But he is 50 inches wide, and Brian was like, dude, I'll shoot him. Mm. And I'm like, well, let's shoot him. And yeah. uh, it just didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. So mm. It was interesting. But, yeah, I would say if New Mexico is not on your um, hunt plan – it should be, and if you're an elk hunter and you want to be an elk hunter and you're looking for an archery elk hunt, I would say this, you know, especially you Midwestern guys, you Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, M- Missouri, Pennsylvania, uh, you know, you bow hunting freaks, boy, you couldn't ask for a better bow hunting area, and we have a lot of archery hunters that go in there, and they, we went 100% shot opportunity this year, archery. Yeah, and screaming bulls, and we had guys kill three thirty and three fifty bulls in there with a bow. Wow! And so it is a great, great opportunity yeah. for archery. Um, but again, I would get a hold of us, and I would uh, um, definitely one hundred percent consider looking at this hunt. We'll put a link to it in the show summary on your phone. So after the podcast, go back and look at the summary notes on your phone. You can tap it, take you right to it. Okay, perfect. That's easy enough. So, well, uh, real quick before we wrap it up, I uh, just want to give you a quick reminder to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever else you could get a podcast, we're there. If nothing else, um, go ahead and follow us on Facebook at Rolling Bones Outdoors or Instagram at Rolling Bones Outdoors, and that's Rolling Bones outdoors and you'll find us at those two places we do post this link uh every thursday on those um those uh social media platforms and it's easy to click go to it and what we really like is we like you to hit the share button and uh, share it we uh we take no sponsorships for this we bring you this all based on our company's experience nobody's endorsing us uh, we're not picking a product. Uh, we can count your life on it, and you can too this week. And next week, we'll give you a different product. That's not us, and we're not saying anything bad about those guys that do that. We're just not that company. Um, we are out um, delivering service, access, value, education to the consumer through our membership. If you're not a member, go ahead and go to rollingbones.com. And check out our membership. It'll help you get started on your hunting adventure of a lifetime. Uh, we have a $50 membership, a $150 membership, and a $500 membership. Depending on your level of service and application needs, we can get you all set up. So, um, Merry Christmas if you're listening to this in sequence. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. It'll be uh, Christmas, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, we really, really, really do appreciate you plugging in. Scale to 1 to 10, Brad, what would you say this hunt was? That's a great hunt. A great hunt. I don't, 1 to 10, um, the accommodations are super comfortable, Ten. really nice. Yeah, I mean, you don't get nicer accommodations on a Western hunt. Food? Food was amazing, uh, really good. Um yeah, I mean, it was. Those are solid much. nines. You're giving us solid nines. It's hard to give a 10. Well, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I know. It, I it's know. just a phenomenal. Uh, the country, it's beautiful. It's really neat country. Um, it's very freaking, freaking rugged. Um, well, what's what's our benchmark for 10? Is it the St. Regis and Aspen? I'd go with that. Okay, so then this is an 8. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then what's our. What's our benchmark for food? The Elways in downtown. <laughs> oh yeah, downtown I ate at Elways or just two weeks ago. Yeah. I, was there. I was there. There you go. Or, or so Elway. No, Ed Legends wouldn't be uh, a benchmark. That's of a, a local legend. Oh my God, that's <laughs> that, was, that giant thirty-six <laughs> ounce no, no prime that's, rib. That, that's Come a goddamn <laughs> casino feed trough. No, 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 wit no. Steakhouse. No, but it's it, it's it's a local boy. This is something. That's that's. Sh- food um, no it's no. not yeah it is um this food was better than that uh i would say that i would give this an eight if elway's or manny's yeah. uh would be a 10 or the hereford house would be a 10 I then one. i would give this an eight mm-hmm. um i would give this uh from a guide and outfitter perspective i would give this camp if a Oh, man, it's hard for me. I don't want to not say a 10, um, but I can't give him a 10 because I don't, I'd say it was a solid nine, man, yeah. 10. You look at the Olympic judges, nobody wants to give a 10. But right. if you could, I mean, you'd be as close to a 10 as you could get. Very, fa- family very environment. Nice, very, very nice people. Family they're, environment, they're, 10. They're family. They're kind people. Um, fun. Hard workers. That's hard all, workers. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know, I mean, that that's yeah. the qualities that, that, that these people had. Um, they had a willingness yep. to deliver service. I mean, yep. just amazing. Yep. You know, their, their desire to make you happy was above most camps I've ever been into. Clean. That, yeah. It was very clean. Um, just a lot of good things. That's a 10 you know, right the, there. Yeah, Aaron, um, Aaron, Aaron um, our British Columbia outfitter, he has that caring once you'd have a great experience. Yeah, that that guy's like a ten. I mean, the guys, the guys lived on a mountain. He's just right. I was just I would put these guys in that category. Yeah. 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 So they knew their ranch. They they know that. You know, this is a big. I mean, when you say a, a ranch, we should qualify that. One hundred twenty-five thousand like, acres. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not a dude. It's wow. not a ranch. A, a farm in with, Iowa. With with thing. two other twelve thousand acre pieces. Oh, so over one hundred and sixty thousand. <laughs> Yeah, giant, a lot of yeah, hundred, like almost a hundred. <laughs> exactly, there's a lot of this. Holy <laughs> down. What you flatten that out? It's hundreds of miles. <laughs> what you can't account for is the quality of the elk, because now there weren't, there weren't. It didn't feel like there's as many elk there as like what we're chasing around in archery hunt. But I bet they are, and you know, I mean, we're, we're just surrounded like to this year. But they're making noise. Well, they're just spread out then, because yeah. I saw groups of cows of. Uh, if, 30, 40, 50 cows. Mm-hmm. We saw one group of 100 anal- animals. You did. Yeah, I saw yeah. 100 animals in one group. Amazing quality of an animal. And that, you got, I mean, there's so much value in that. Because you can, 
you can go hunt the Powdery River or yeah. whatever in Colorado, and you're not going to see that stuff. You can Skillable. hunt outside Ro- Rocky Mountain National Park in that Comanche Wilderness area. You know, you might see a six-point bull that is squeaking at 300. Now, I mean, obviously there's, but there's different things. But the quality of the animals there, there is so much value to that. Accessibility. Ten. Yeah, it's e- it's easy to get to. I mean, and, and you can get the tags. You get the tags because the value live, of that's unbelievable. If you live by, you can get the two of the three cheap, fast, and good. Okay, this one might not be cheap, but you can get the tags fast, and it's a good hunt, right? Um, and if you want cheap and good, then you ain't gonna be fast. Yep. You're gonna have to have 20 years of points, and so you got to make your decision on that. That's why you call us one six zero five six four four eight thousand. We put a plan together. We find which way you want to do this and how you want to come to this, and we will get it put together. Give us a call, 605-644-8000, or go to rollingbones.com and check us out. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.